0: You're listening to Frankie Boy Radio. That the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Letting America take a deep breath. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 211 of Frankie Boy Radio. I'm your host, Josh Irvin, and tonight we're talking about the cosmos and G.K. Chesterton. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you had a nice throwback Thursday. I've had a photon hangover all day. That's what I call it. See, well, because I was doing the astronomy last night. I, I cheated and watched a little bit of the debate, and that was depressing. And, uh, but went outside and looked at Mars a lot. But the air was a little bit turbulent, which is hard when you're looking at the planets because you want the air to be very still so you can see any detail on them. So I decided to get up in the middle of the night when the air would be a little bit calmer and check it out. So I got up at 2.15 AM and set up all the gear and stayed out there for over an hour. And it was awesome. heard the owls talking to each other. Who's awake? Me too. Who's awake? Me too. And the waning moon shone down upon the scene and Mars like an ominous red eye blazing forth from the heavens high above just great stuff and somewhere in the middle of all this i think it was during the earlier evening session i said aha i've got it so i'm going to be giving and i want to i think this is pertinent i th- i hope you'll find this useful So i'm going to be giving uh, another astronomy lecture series uh, at the end of the month really looking forward to this and it's interesting as to why we do things um Well, I like doing it. That's why I'm doing it. So this is not really the reason why, but it's nice to have a reason that you can tell people like, hey, this is how it might fit in with your life, right? A way to make it applicable, I guess is what I'm looking, the word I'm looking for. This is how it might fit in with your life. So I I love sharing the sky with everybody. And when I first saw Saturn and Jupiter through a telescope, I was happy for three days. I don't know why, but I just was. Is there, They're out there. And I'm going to go out and look at the stars again tonight and just to see infinity right in front of your eyes and try to wrap your head around the, the distances and the numbers, and I still haven't been able to do it. It would take us 1,400 years to drive to Saturn if we had a cosmic highway and we went at 60 miles an hour without stopping, 1,400 years. And then I can swing my telescope around and look at a star that's so big that if it replaced the sun, its surface would extend out to the orbit of Saturn. That's how big that star is, and that's in our galaxy, and that's close by. Just all this crazy stuff. So then, um, but, but how does this fit in with people's lives? I mean, it's just cool, but what does it do? Watching the debate, hearing their voices echo in my mind as I'm contemplating all of this. And um, another thing, it's just aesthetically beautiful and a nice thing I'll be able to do is try to use some imagery and images and explanations and stories to bring normal people on and on a journey that normal people don't usually take. The middle of the night, obscure gear, years of knowledge, something that most people won't get around to because they don't really feel like it or they might not have the time or whatever. But there was one more thing that really tied it all together, and it came from an un- unlikely source, G.K. Chesterton. Now, my father is a big Chesterton fan. Uh, Chesterton wrote a lot of books. This one is called Orthodoxy, and <laughs> he keeps he keeps talking about him. and, and uh, my brother sent me this meme recently, or this GIF of a, a little chimpanzee and or a little baboon or something, and he's pouting and he's sticking his chin out. No, won't, won't. And that's, that's, um, I have a good relationship with my father, but fathers and sons, you know, we have this thing, like, if my dad says he likes a book, if he says it's red, I'll say blue, blue, you know, dad, you know what I'm talking about. i said blue, blue. So he kept talking about Chesterton. I'm like, no, and I didn't even know who the guy was. But no, no, I didn't even know who he was. And he kept talking about it. So one day I kind of put the monkey thing down and I said, okay, sure, I'd be glad to read him. So, Dad generously sent me Orthodoxy, and I started reading it. And I like some of it. There's other parts that I take issue with, just as in any book. And I've only got a little bit in, but I'd like to read you a little bit of this. Now, this sounds weird to use this. Um, he's making a case for Christianity here, and I consider myself an agnostic. And it's a strange thing to put in a mm-hmm. science lecture. But um, listen to this. Make sure I didn't lose my place. Okay. The madman's explanation of a thing is always complete and often, in a purely rational sense, satisfactory. Or to speak more strictly, the insane explanation, if not conclusive, is at least unanswerable. This may be observed specifically in two or three commonest kinds of madness. If a man says, for instance, that men have a conspiracy against him, you cannot dispute it except by saying that all men deny that they are conspirators, which, exactly, which is exactly what conspirators would do. His explanation covers the facts as much as yours. Or if a man says that he is the rightful king of England, it is no complete answer to say that the existing authorities call him mad. For if he was the king of England, it might be the wisest thing for the existing authorities to do. Or if a man says that he is Jesus Christ, it is no answer to tell him that the world denies his divinity, the world denied Christ's nevertheless he is wrong but if we attempt to trace his error in exact terms we shall not find it quite so easy as we had supposed perhaps the nearest we can get to expressing is to say this that his mind moves in a perfect but narrow circle a small circle is quite as infinite as a large circle but though as it is quite as infinite it is not as large It is the same way the insane explanation is quite as complete as a sane one, but not so large. A bullet is quite as round as the world, but it is not the world. There is such a thing as a narrow universality, which such a thing such as a small and cramped eternity, you may see it in many modern religions. Now speaking quite externally and empirically, we may say the strongest and most unmistakable mark of madness is the combination between a logical completeness and a spiritual contraction. The lunatic's theory explains a large number of things, but does not explain them in a large way. I mean that if you or I were dealing with a mind that was growing morbid, we should chiefly be concerned, not so much as to give it arguments as to give it air, and to convince it there was something cleaner and cooler outside the suffocation of a single argument. Okay, so he's talking about religion and faith and that stuff. And here I am putting it in the a, a science term, but I want to use that idea, perhaps I'm being a lunatic about it, but I want to use the, pardon the moon pun there, I want to use that idea in why I like to look at the sky. An example of yesterday. So I was eating my dinner, watching the debate, the vice presidential debate, And here was a very narrow, earthly, country-specific, logic-specific thing of people duking it out who had severely painted themselves in the corners. Um, My mom texted and said, oh, wow, you know, that's a little scary, the the sociopath. And I didn't know which one she was talking about. (laughs) So to go out, and look at the stars. So that was a perfect but narrow circle. That was the roundness of a bullet. And then to go look out at the stars, there's a little bit of a bigger circle to look at. And that helps my mind uncramp and unclench because I get focused on these earthly things. And this is something that I see when people, including myself, are not doing good our world gets very small so if we can make our world bigger that's typically beneficial for me now i know chesterton is talking about how a small world could be the universe in in the way i might explain it he might take issue with that and say well that's still too small of looking at it and you know maybe there needs to be god involved in it fine whatever that's that's another point but although i do realize that is his point right so i am Deliberately um, borrowing the idea, right? It's not Chesterton's idea that I'll be expressing. It's inspired by Chesterton, but it is not the idea that he's expressing. I want to be clear about that in case anybody was wondering. So so this idea that there's a whole world out there, there's a whole galaxy and solar system and universe and maybe even more out there. My mind just feels like a, a hand that's been... Let's put a heavy suitcase down and can finally relax as that ancient starlight filters down on my upturned face. And that's what I'd like to share. Hopefully you found that useful. Now, let's take a couple of deep breaths and I'm gonna head out and get some more starlight. Well, actually, after I figure out what uh, absurd things to do in the garage tomorrow, I got another talk coming up. It's like Josh's Treehouse show, Fridays with Josh. Skype into this one place and we set off Coke and Butane Rockets, Coca-Cola, that is, Butane Rockets last time. And that was fun. We're going to do that again. So I've got to write a fun outline there. So let's take some deep breaths. Breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. Let those eyes drift gently closed. And here we go. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Pause. One, two. Exhale. One, two. Four. Pause, one, two, exhale, one, two, three, four. Last one, inhale, one, two, three, four. Pause, one, two, exhale, one, two, three, four. Very nice, wiggle those toes, open those eyes. And you know, one of these days, we might have to talk about God and the astronomers because that's an interesting topic too one that well we'll get into that later have a great evening